spirituality and versatility in action. You are listening to Alucotron Free Radio Station. My American experience, baby. Wow, I heard that Alex published a book, his first book. It's an American experience, and I'm happy that he did that. And he dedicated that book to me, which is fantastic. I don't know that I deserve it, but he did it for me, and that's amazing. Well, can't wait to read it. Get it and read it. I'm, I'm amazed. I can't believe Alex always surprised me. American Experience is not just a book, it's a collection of my precious writings. It's a treasure box filled with wisdom and experience that I endure being in the United States since 1990. My American Experience, it's a work of inspiration and I deeply believe that everyone reading this book will not only get inspired, but will have an unbelievable experience, a learning experience. Thank you for reading my book. My American experience is not merely compelling reading. It is a lesson of life to be treasured for a thousand eternities. Spirituality and versatility in action. You are listening to Alucotron Free Radio Station. Get ready. Game over. Don't get brainwashed. Don't get keep your mind country is built on injustice only causes confusion which if not stopped by implementation of drastic changes eventually leads to the total destruction of that nation my question is why would it take this long for Republican senators and Republican congressmen and Republican governors and state reps and state senators, why would it take you this long to figure out that Donald Trump shouldn't be president? If you've made, if you've made a career of idolizing Ronald Reagan, then where were you when your party's nominee for president was kissing up to Vladimir Putin, the former KGB officer. I, I, you know, you, you, you used to criticize me for even talking to the Russians. Now suddenly, you're okay with your nominee having a bromance with Putin. If you come from a family of immigrants, like almost everybody here does unless you're Native American, where were you when 
your party's nominee for president called immigrants criminals and rapists. If you're a Republican official or leader out there and you've run for office on family values, family values, why wouldn't you walk away from him months ago when you heard your nominee for president call women pigs and dogs and slobs and grade them not for their character or their intellect, but on a scale of one to ten? You don't have to be a husband or a father to stand up for women. You don't have to have a disability to say it's wrong to mock somebody with a disability. You don't have to be a Muslim to stand up for our fellow citizens who are just as patriotic as we are. You just have to be a decent person, and you just have to love this country. Yet, people are simply hypocrites. They are self-absorbed and self-righteous. In addition, they are simply brainwashed and malicious. And like the ancient Latin proverb says, homo homini lupus est, they become a wolf to one another. So much for restoring faith in people. I do not keep endless dialogues with such individuals, because at some point when I notice that the person with whom I having the dialogue continuously insists on their unfounded beliefs, alternative truths, or stands by their unconfirmed evidence, and nothing from my speech gets to them, giving me an impression as if they already went through a pretty good brainwashing. For the sake of peace I just simply withdraw from this kind of conversations. There is no sense to waste time knowing that certain people, no matter what would you tell them or not, they will never accept the reason and facts but stubbornly support false convictions such as the Trump's obsession about the 3 million votes that Hillary Clinton received winning the popular vote, claiming that exactly about 3 million votes were cast fraudulently by illegal immigrants, registered dead people and constituents who were registered in two states to vote. Of course, his claims are unsubstantiated. There were no evidence of any kind of fraud this past elections. The only fraud that took place during the elections was the victory of Trump with the help of the Russians, thanks to the vast Americans' conservative way of thinking that would rather choose a man of doubtful morality convicted of racketeering and an adulterer over a female for the President of the United States, and of course to our obsolete electoral system with those electoral colleges that should be abolished long time ago. Popular vote has spoken. Trump's obsession with the media, the name-calling, fake news, fake news, fake news, tweeting, self-boasting about never achieved in the past accomplishments by any of his predecessors in such short time, stating, we've made an incredible progress and my administration is running like a fine-tuned machine, or asking the press 
Do you think Hillary Clinton would have done better when confronted by one of the news reporters regarding the U.S. relations with Russia? Fibbing regarding the number of the electoral colleges he won and lastly talking about a TV show ratings challenging Arnold Schwarzenegger to do a better job as his replacement in Apprentice. Now that's just pure childish. During my entire life, I have never heard any US president to talk in similar fashion to anyone publicly or touching such trivial issues as TV show ratings or flanking of merchandise sales of their family member's line of clothing or a line of jewelry design, etc. These are not subjects a US president or president of any other country should talk about to his fellow countrymen. By talking about such unimportant trivial issues while holding a White House press conferences and by re replying to reporters' comments using an unpolished, vulgar language to say the least, calling everything fake, meanwhile embellishing the truth about his own accomplishments, he not only makes a spectacle of himself, but what's really catastrophic, he generally brings down the importance of the office of the President of the United States. And this brings me to the subject of Trump instigating hatred against Muslims. Do you remember when two nationals of India were attacked by Trump supporter? An attack that ended tragically, I think it was last year. Well, I blame no one but Donald Trump for this incident. His unfriendly politics driven by hatred toward the nationals of the Middle Eastern origin obviously gives a green light for people such as Adam Purentot to shut foreigners. This paradox depends even more oblivious to the fact that, as in the case of Adam, it will be more so-called overzealous patriots attempting to cleanse our land of opportunity from the scourge of the terrorists of Middle Eastern ethnicity who are unable to distinguish between national of Iran from the national of India. Of course, in any case, such acts should not be tolerated or excused. This is just a disgrace. Muslim religion and their true believers are just as same as those of Christianity or Judaism. We are punishing those who have nothing to do with the extremists who long ago departed from the pure principles of Quran and the Muslim religion. In Christianity and Judaism we have also extremists and they call themselves the one and the only. The one and only. Sex blowing, sects blowing up federal buildings in Oklahoma or killing Palestinians in the name of God. And those are not terrorists? Oh, but we don't generalize saying that Christians or members of other or organized religions are terrorists. Only Muslims, because of the extremists, deserve that term, right? Of course not. Hitler was a Christian. Leaders of former Yugoslavia were also Christians, and they committed the most atrocious crimes against humanity, but we don't call them terrorists. Oh no. I am against any fanatic groups, religious sects, 
and other organizations that violate the universal law being driven by pseudo-religious doctrines, demagoguery or crazy ideology. But for God's sake, let's not label them and put everybody in the same sack. Some claim that Obama administration is responsible for this, but it's hard for me to believe that since Obama did not put it into effect by submitting to the Congress, nor did he enforce it using his executive power, and since Congress was majority Republican, he would not have, he would have to fear that it will be voted. And even if it was prepared by some of government officials during Obama's administration, it is possible that he even had no knowledge about it. It is a well-known fact that many things were hidden from the eyes of the president, and I'm not only talking here about Obama, but also his predecessors. Nevertheless, it was not enforced by anyone, and curiously and evidently that was an agenda that Trump was proclaiming during his campaign. Israel's relations with Palestine have a lot to complain about, taking into account the fact that it is not Palestine but Israel who always starts a conflict, even in the matter of the settlers on the Gaza Strip and in other areas that have been long ago seceded to the Palestinian settlers as their enclave during the negotiations led by President Jimmy Carter. An interesting fact is that Israel and the Palestine belong to the same ethnic Semitic group, so they are fraternal nations, but instead of implementing peace and unconditional love in their relations, a chaos and hatred are being instilled. But this is just a digression. Just like Trump does not want any citizens with passports issued by the Arabic countries to enter the United States, the Arabic countries don't want anyone to cross their borders with passports issued by Israel. Since Israel has not been friendly to the Arab states, it is understandable that Arab states do not want to let anyone with Israeli passports. There was once a great leader in Israel who cared a great deal for the normalization of relations with Palestine and other Arab countries, the Israeli Prime Minister Itzhak Rabin. But unfortunately he was assassinated by Yigal Amir, an Israeli right-wing extremist who opposed the signing of the Oslo Accords. And dear listeners, please so you understand me better, I want, I want you to know that I am not here to take anybody's side, because it is easy to divide, but extremely difficult to unite. I am only seeking for the solution to our current situation that Trump is not making any better or easier. On the contrary, he is igniting conflict that may end up either with his assassination and impeachment or a war. United States government that, that had been already a large thorn in the eye among the nations of the Middle East will not achieve anything positive by introducing unfriendly policies in the foreign affairs. On the contrary, such undertakings can and most likely will spark rebellion, riot, 
and widespread unrest followed by militants military action where there will be no winners but only wounded victims and unnecessary losses of human life on both sides. Our entire political world is, or at least it should be, based on the wisdom of diplomacy, an element that Trump is vastly missing. Diplomacy and reasonable negotiations sustain peace, but we all know that haste makes waste. In other words, any decisions made by our government without any hesitation and thoughts may be very costly to the humanity, exposing it even to a greater peril than it already is. And my closing statement is that it is physically, scientifically, logically and common sense-wise impossible that Donald Trump is right and almost the entire world is wrong. And I am not talking here exclusively about this particular decision of his, but it has been only a little bit over a week since he in the Oval Office already abused his executive decision, power-making. Let's face it, the wrong decisions, not only undoing the decisions of his predecessor, big slap in the face of President Obama, but also went against the welfare of the Native Americans, resuming construction of the oil pipeline through the South Dakota, building the wall on the Mexican-American border, ruining political relations with our southern neighbor, and many more. Madeleine Albright, who served as the U.S. State Secretary during Clinton administration, her nomination was approved by Congress 99-0, a scholar and a great diplomat said that as a sign of solidarity she will register as Muslim. No president ever in the entire history of the U.S. existence was so widely criticized by the entire international community, mostly our allies. If that does not speak volumes, I don't know what would convince those sharing similar views who, against all odds, are still Trump supporters. Thank you for listening. Blessed be. Since this is the last speech that I will give as president, I think it's fitting to leave one final thought, an observation about a country which I love. It was stated best in a letter I received not long ago. A man wrote me and said, you can go to live in France, but you cannot become a Frenchman. You can go to live in Germany or Turkey or Japan, but you cannot become a German, a Turk or Japanese. But anyone from any corner of the earth can come to live in America and become an American. Yes, the torch of Lady Liberty symbolizes our freedom and represents our heritage, the compact with our parents, our grandparents, and our ancestors. It is that lady who gives us our great and special place in the world. For it's the great life force of each generation of new Americans that guarantees that America's triumph shall continue unsurpassed into the next century and beyond. Other countries may seek to compete with us, but in one vital area, as a beacon of freedom and opportunity that draws the people of the world, no country on earth comes close. This, I believe, is one of the most important sources of America's greatness. We lead the world. 
because unique among nations, we draw our people, our strength, from every country and every corner of the world. And by doing so, we continuously renew and enrich our nation. While other countries cling to the stale past here in America, we breathe life into dreams, we create the future, and the world follows us into tomorrow. Thanks to each wave of new arrivals to this land of opportunity, we're a nation forever young, forever bursting with energy and new ideas, and always on the cutting edge, always leading the world to the next frontier. This quality is vital to our future as a nation. If we ever close the door to new Americans, our leadership in the world would soon be lost. A number of years ago, an American student traveling in Europe took an East German ship across the Baltic Sea. One of the ship's crew members from East Germany, a man in his 60s, struck up a conversation with the American student. After a while, the student asked the man how he had learned such good English, and the man explained that he had once lived in America. He said that for over a year he'd worked as a farmer in Oklahoma and California, that he'd planted tomatoes and picked ripe melons. It was, the man said, the happiest time of his life. Well, the student, who'd seen the awful conditions behind the Iron Curtain, blurted out the question, well, why did you ever leave? I had to, he said. The war ended. The man had been in America as a German prisoner of war. Now, I don't tell this story to make the case for former POWs. Instead, I tell this story just to remind you of the magical, intoxicating power of America. May, we may sometimes forget it, but others do not. Even a man from a country at war with the United States, while held here as a prisoner, could fall in love with us. Those who become American citizens love this country even more. And that's why the Statue of Liberty lifts her lamp to welcome them to the golden door. It is bold men and women yearning for freedom and opportunity who leave their homelands and come to a new country to start their lives over. They believe in the American dream, and over and over they make it come true for themselves, for their children, and for others. They give more than they receive, they labor and succeed, and often they are entrepreneurs. But their greatest contribution is more than economic, because they understand in a special way how glorious it is to be an American. They renew our pride and gratitude in the United States of America, the greatest, freest nation in the world, the last best hope of man on earth. and versatility in action. You are listening to Alucotron Free Radio Station.